Hey, Mama. Well, it is the month of March, and March is International Endometriosis Awareness Month, where we take some time to bring awareness to the condition that endometriosis is. So in today's episode, I am going to be sharing with you, and I don't think, well, it does need to be said, I am not a doctor, I am not a nurse. This is not medical advice, but in this episode, as someone who has in the past suffered from endometriosis for many years, had surgeries, all the things, this is six things that I have done, as well as what I do at the moment to continue on. What I have done to really get on top of my endometriosis symptoms and deal with what is going on in my body. So whether you have endo or not, this is going to be really helpful for all women because we all have hormones and we all have reproductive systems and menstrual cycles. So this is going to be helpful, but particularly for those of you who do have endo like me, or maybe you are wondering if you do have endo, maybe you have painful periods, you have all the symptoms that sound like it, then I would listen to these and implement those so you can see if you too can get on top of your endo symptoms. And make sure to share it. If you know someone in your world, which with there being one in nine, I'm sure you do know a woman in your life with endometriosis, make sure you share this with her because I want, I don't want women to go through what I had to go through to get to this point of learning what to do when it comes to naturally supporting my body through endometriosis. So let's get into today's episode. Hey mama, do you want to balance maintaining your home, cooking, cleaning, all the things you have to do as a stay-at-home mum whilst being present with your family? Do you find yourself up late at night scattered thinking about all the things you didn't get done and so need to do tomorrow? Is your greatest desire for your littles to know and love Jesus? Hey, I'm Elise. When I became a mum, I felt overwhelmed and wished that I could just stay on top of everything. I wanted to be there for my family and yet all these things still had to get done. I was worried that I would spend this time too busy and miss it until I found the secret, partnering with God, even in our home life. In this podcast, you will find tactical tips for homemaking, help for your low-tox journey, as well as biblical parenting so that you will find God's joy and experience His peace in motherhood. Welcome to Wholesome Mama. It's time to go grab your cup of tea, reheat it because you know, and let's get into today's episode. Hey mama, I wanted to invite you to The Low Tox Life. This is an online workshop that my beautiful friend Jess and I are hosting together where you will learn how to lower the toxic burden in your home without the overwhelm. We are going to be chatting green cleaning, personal care, replacing your first aid kit with natural alternatives, how to support your immune system, your kid's immune system and ultimately have a beautiful, healthy home. So this is your invitation. We would love you to come along. It is happening Wednesday, the 29th of March at 8 p.m. It is online, 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Time. But if you can't join us live, you will be sent a replay if you sign up. So make sure that you follow the link in the show notes to sign up, get registered to join us for the Low Tox Live, and we will see you in there. So I was diagnosed with endo back in 2014 after 
four years of pain. And I am lucky because the average woman, the average time it takes for an endometriosis diagnosis is between seven to 10 years. I think it's around seven at the moment. And the only way that you can diagnose it is through a laparoscopy surgery. So through a procedure, let's just say that it's surgery. And so that's the only way that you can know for sure. You cannot see it in ultrasound. You cannot see it on an x-ray. You can kind of see telltale signs of it. So that is why I underwent the surgery because they could see that in ultrasounds that my um, organs were stuck together, that some things were twisted, that things weren't moving how they should be, that things weren't where they should be. So that is the really the only way to know if you have endo. But to start us off with, the first thing that I want to go through are the symptoms because if it takes seven years to get diagnosed, there's probably a lot more women who are walking around with endometriosis waiting for their diagnosis. You know, I at least have two friends that I know personally, probably every year, who are going through the procedures to get diagnosis to know whether or not they have endo. So there's a few things that are symptoms of endometriosis. And this is really important that we say that they are symptoms. And the hard thing is, is that because we don't know why we get endo, we don't know. There's lots of um, guesses, but it's just so unknown of what actually is the cause of endo. We don't often know what's the root cause of doing it. So we need to one, support our bodies with the symptoms that we are experiencing. But if you've heard me talk about health for any moment of time, you know that I am all about holistically looking at everything and so figuring out what is the root cause. So with endo, that's really hard because we don't know what the root cause is. But through reducing the symptoms, I've been able to figure out ways that I can reduce it whether that is dealing with the root cause or not I don't know because I can't I'm not an endometriosis researcher I'm just a mum who has had it so anyway the main symptoms that come with having endometriosis is pelvic pain that is probably the biggest telltale chronic fatigue painful intercourse pain during bowel movements infertility excessive bleeding so a lot of women will have heavy periods uh, nausea, joint pain, constipation, painful periods, lower back pain, and irregular cycles. So they, though, are <laughs> symptoms for a lot of things. So that is why endo is so hard because there's so much unknown. And I that was probably the hardest thing when I had endo was there was so much unknown and I didn't know how to explain to my workplace to my boss that it wasn't just that I had a painful period it was that it was debilitating and I could not get out of bed no matter what pain medication I took and I had to take the pain away I'd have to take pain medication that was so strong that I would then be knocked out for three days and wouldn't be able to work anyway that was what I was doing though when I was getting diagnosed and then even ongoing so I was diagnosed they removed it Um, When I had surgery, they removed the endo. They only did ablation removal, which is where they just kind of laser off the top level, the top layer of endo. Whereas excision surgery is where they actually cut into your 
body, um, your organs or wherever the endo is, they cut into it to remove the roots of the endometriosis. So I was having to, I was working full time. Actually, we weren't married when I, we weren't even dating when I first got diagnosed. Um, And I was working full time and I actually had to, my employer had to have a conversation with me that I was taking too much time off work. I basically was forced to reduce my work hours, which was fine because I was literally spending so much time. I, for the full week of my period, could not get out of bed, no matter what pain medication I took. And the pain medication, I would have to be on opioids. So I, someone who cannot handle pain medication, would then be knocked out, nauseous, lightheaded, couldn't couldn't see right. So I would be in bed for basically a whole week, a month. And then around the three days of ovulation, I would be in bed in pain again. Like life debilitating. It takes, you have no joy. You do not want to make plans. It's a horrid, horrid thing. And you only can understand it if you experience it. And the hard thing is it's not the same as like a broken arm where you can see what's causing the pain. It is internal, it's inside you. So, and you just think we're made to think that periods are meant to be painful, which they're so not. So, so, so. So, that is what my life was. And then through researching and looking into different ways to manage it, I then came across, I started looking at my health more holistically as a whole thing, not that not endo was separate from what I was eating was separate from what I was products I was using on my body or around at home or anything like that I started to look at it as it all is connected and it's all affecting each each other what I'm eating is affecting my reproductive system so what did I do to basically now become endo free I haven't had surgery since my last surgery was in 2020 actually 2020 but before I was having surgery every year every year to 12 to 18 months I would have another surgery so the first thing that I did was I got off the pill which is probably the most controversial thing because I was told by every gynecologist, by every specialist, by every doctor that I needed to be on the pill to basically shut down my hormones to, so I would not ovulate, would not get a period, would basically shut my hormones off. So I was told that that is what I needed to do. But the funny thing is, is that the pill actually is one a band-aid fix for things like endometriosis it's not dealing with what is going on in your body it's just shutting your hormones down by adding synthetic hormones so you then get all these side effects because your your body was created as a woman with a menstrual cycle with hormone peaks and hormone dips and and estrogen and progesterone testosterone and with the hormones and with how they move and how they change each each month during your cycle, that of course, when we then 
add in synthetic hormones, it then alters how our natural hormone production and how our natural hormone levels are because our body thinks, well, I'm, I don't need to work. So then we get all these added side effects of things like acne, breakouts, weight gain, low moods and depression and all the wonderful side effects that come along with the pill. And so to actually get off the pill and sort out my hormones was the biggest changer. I was even talking with a friend this morning around um, the pill and how how it's affecting. And and she said, well, it, it makes sense. It makes sense that if you are putting in something synthetic, of course, your natural, it's going to impact your natural cycle. So, and we were saying how we're so glad that we now know this so we can teach this to our daughters. She's a mum of girls as well. And we can empower our daughters that they don't have to go on the pill to sort out their hormones, that we can look at their hormones from a holistic view from the inside out and go, okay, well, let's let's actually get them balanced naturally the way that they are meant to be. So I got off got off the pill. And the second thing that I did was I cleaned up my diet. Endometriosis, a lot of it, they say, the research and everything's pointing to inflammation in the body. Women with endometriosis have high inflammation markers. So what I did was I followed a anti-inflammatory based diet. And I did this for a period really, really strictly, probably three months of really really watching every single thing that I ate um, and avoided all dairy or gluten just to sort out the inflammation in my body. Now I'm able to have dairy and it not impact me. I'm able to have gluten and not impact me. I don't indulge in it because I know that it will affect me and things like alcohol I avoided for a very long time. Um, And I even know that now if I have more than one glass of wine, that then that can have an impact if I have pains or headaches or it can impact me. So I just tend to um, avoid it anyway. Dairy and gluten are big ones that I would avoid. Processed food, so sugar and things like that. So there's so much, so much resources on anti-inflammatory based diet making sure the meat that I was eating was really, really good, organic, grass-fed, good meat. Um, They didn't have added hormones. It didn't have, it was just meat. (laughs) Uh, And there's so many other things too, all the processed food, trans fats. But looking at anti-inflammatory diet, because what you are putting in your body food-wise, how you are nourishing your body is so important when it comes to things like well everything but things like inflammatory conditions like endometriosis hormonal issues you can do so much by sorting out what you are eating the next thing that I did was I stopped using perfume I stopped using the chemical cocktail of fragrance So during this time of looking into what I was using and what I was eating, I then became aware of fragrance. And I know that if you've been a listener for any amount of time, I don't need to 
talk for long around fragrance. But if you are new around here, first of all, hi, so glad you're here. But fragrance is a chemical cocktail of over 3,000 chemicals that it's basically whatever concoction. You could put whatever you wanted in and it is protected under proprietary information. It's protected and put on a label as fragrance. So fragrance is in literally everything. Skincare, makeup, shampoo, conditioner, laundry powder, multi-purpose spray, everything fragrance is in. So fragrance though, the chemicals that are in there, most of the majority of them are found to be endocrine disruptors. So endocrine disruptors are disrupting our endocrine system, which includes things like the thyroid and our hormone production and our natural hormones. They then get disrupted and our body can't send the correct messages. Our body thinks that synthetic chemicals are being hormones and It gets all confused and that's why we then have things like thyroid problems, hormonal problems, because we're using fragrance. And even though we might think it's just a little bit of this, it's just a little bit of this, you think how many products you are using in the morning to get ready and then throughout your day, like your face wash, your shampoo, your conditioner, your soap, your makeup, your moisturizer, then like your dishwasher powder, your laundry powder, your all this stuff. So just a little bit adds up to be just a lot and it impacts our body. So one thing that I did was I stopped using that. And in particular, perfume. If you have not yet thrown out your perfume, please, 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 please. For the sake of your health, stop using perfume. Because perfume is pure fragrance which we wear it to be beautiful and to feel more feminine and to be lovely. And that is the exact thing that it is attacking. Our femininity is the exact thing that perfume is attacking. And where do we spray it? We spray it on our thyroid, on our chest, or our breast tissues, on our glands. That's where we're spraying it. And that's where it is getting absorbed by our body, it is going into our bloodstream, and it is affecting us and even I'm sorry to say even if you put it on your clothes it is still getting absorbed you're still breathing it in right the point for you is to smell it so it is still breathing in going through your olfactory nerves it's still affecting you so that is the third thing that I did was I got rid of everything in our home that contains fragrance the fourth thing was that I switched to clean products So by then in my journey of going low tox, I then started to switch over products because I knew that products in our home weren't created with our health in mind. They were created with profit in mind because they're businesses. So I made switches and I started off slowly. When one thing would run out, I would buy or make another thing. So when our bottle of multi-purpose spray ran out I then made some with some vinegar some essential oils done so I swapped out that and if you are if that to you is just super overwhelming then don't forget we have the home detox method it is set up ready to go you just once you are in you have full access and you can you get lifetime access you can take it at your own pace 
and you can make swaps and we have DIY swaps. We have non-DIY ready-made suggestions for you for both Australia and the US and we are working to get other regions in, but you know, it takes time. Rome wasn't built in a day, takes time. So, but that is available for you and you can go to wholesomemama.com and click on the home detox method. It is your step-by-step guide to reduce the toxic chemicals in your home without the overwhelm and without the overspend because we know that as mums, we want to be stewarding our resources well, but we want to be conscious and we want to know what is in our family's home. We want to know what's in our products. We want to know that what we're using to clean our dining table is not then causing harm for our kids. That is such an important swap is to go as slow as you need to, but I swapped over our cleaning products. I then swapped over our personal care products. So like our um, deodorant is a huge one, huge one. Uh, And I would probably put that with perfume. Just stop using your perfume and your conventional deodorant and swap that over. I've got so many um, other episodes and resources to help you through that as well. The fifth thing that I did was learn to de-stress and get a hold of my thought life and it is heartbreaking the depression statistics and I should have looked them up but the depression statistics among women and girls with endometriosis is horrific and that is because this condition robs you of so much it robs you of time out with your friends it robs you of you know, the joy of growing a family and trying to conceive a baby. If you then have to deal with infertility and the stress of month after month, getting negative tests, negative tests, negative tests, there is so much that negatively plays in your mind when it comes to dealing with endometriosis. And so one thing that I had to do, and I actually had to stop talking about endo for a while I had to stop researching into it because I just felt like I was getting trapped by it and so that's why I I didn't do anything I didn't talk about it really on the podcast I didn't share my story with anyone I didn't because I just found it so hard to find light in it I found it so hard to find something to be grateful for when I was in the midst of another week bedridden with pain And so I did things like gratitude practice where I would force myself to find things that I was grateful for, to find things in my day that felt like they gave me life again, like they lit me up again. As you do that, it then becomes so much easier that you look out for those things, that you wake up excited to find what things you're going to be grateful for, what things are going to happen today that you're going to be grateful for tomorrow. And then learning to cope with stress, learning what triggered my stress, learning how to cope with stress to make sure I was eating well, getting good sleep, not dwelling, taking my thoughts captive, being in the word of God to learn how to not dwell in this negativity downward spiral that just leads to depression. And it's so sad because so many women have been robbed of their joy because of what endo has has done to them 
And so learning, learning how to find joy in Jesus, not anything, anything else. So anyway, that, that could be a whole nother episode in and of itself. And then number six is I have um, supplements. So obviously talk to your own naturopath, but for me personally, NAC is a natural anti-inflammatory. So that is, I'm pretty sure you have to get that from a naturopath. You can't really get it over the counter or a health food store. I think it has to be from a um, health practitioner. So NAC is great though. Zinc, magnesium. Magnesium is a huge one and I'll get to what I do now ongoing uh, endosymptom management, but, but magnesium supplements, probiotics, because I want to support my immune system, because that's another thing that has been shown is that endometriosis can affect, um, can weaken your immune system, particularly if you are, when you are experiencing flare-ups and things like that. The other thing is I take a digestive enzyme. So I take a digestive enzyme to help my digestive system because it's all so close to our, well, it's in our pelvic region. So I want to make sure that I am supporting my body holistically. So they are the six things that I did and still technically do to this day to manage, naturally manage my endometriosis symptoms. And so the other, hang on, let me just, that just reminded me when I just said then my endometriosis symptoms, my husband would grill me for this. And I'm so grateful. It annoyed me to no end, but I'm so grateful now because I would in passing conversation with people or with him, whatever, I would say my endo, my endometriosis. I can't go because of my endometriosis. Oh, my endometriosis is flaring up today. And he would say, stop claiming that over your life. It is not yours. It does not belong to you. We rebuke it. We do not want it here. We, and I at first was like, oh, you have no idea what it is like to live with a chronic condition where there is no cure, where it is debilitating. You have no idea what it is to be in pain with no end inside. You have like that, that was my loving response in the beginning. But then I realized what he was saying. I, and I realized that, yes, I do not want to claim this over my life. I do not. It does not belong to me. I do not want this. I do not. And I have caught myself. I even do it with, see, I was about to do it with my son's eczema. When eczema comes up and it is so hard, it is such a hard thing to break clearly because I still find myself doing it. But having a healthy mindset around it is so important. So that was a bonus side note for you. But I wanted to share before we go, I wanted to share what I am doing at the moment when symptoms come up, when maybe I'm having a painful period, which thankfully, and I wish someone could have told me, it is possible. I actually had a few months ago, a period that surprised me, which if you, if you do have endo, the thought of a period surprising you is astonishing because you think, no, I can tell in the lead up. I know it's coming because my PMS symptoms are through the roof which that is a symptom of um, 
your hormones being out of balance in and of itself or also a side effect PMS symptoms can um, increase and get escalated when you are on the pill so another reason to get off the pill but what I what I am doing at the moment so the first one is that I am supporting my body I am still taking supplements I take the ones that I mentioned before I also take a fish oil and a multivitamin and also an antioxidant um, supplement so three those three and then I take I only take NAC now if I really need to I on it don't even really take those six unless I need to I mainly take the fish oil now the multi and the antioxidant to as a good foundation for my health the other ways that I'm supporting my body is using Clary Calm. So that is the doTERRA Women's Monthly Blend and is basically goodness for hormones in a bottle. So I use that every day um, that I remember because, you know, mum life. And I use it every day and it's in a roller. So I just roll it across my pelvis or I will just wear it as my perfume for the day. And that is just to help my body balance naturally balance my hormones so the thing the wonderful thing about essential oils is that all they want is homeostasis for your body they want your body to be in balance so it is not going to cause your hormones to spike or cause your hormones to dip it is supporting your body for your hormones to naturally go through their monthly cycle and that is probably one of my favorite reasons why I use oils because they're not causing your body to do it. They're just supporting your body to do what it's naturally created to do. So I do that. If I do have pain, uh, I will either take a magnesium bath with magnesium and Epsom salts and I will put some Aroma Touch blend in there, which is an essential oil blend or some lavender or I will just get some lotion, rub some lavender into my body. The other thing I use is the doTERRA ice glue and copaiba stick. So it is a, a muscular relaxant that when you're cramping is exactly what you want. And it is in a stick applicator. So you don't have to get your hands all dirty and smelly and you can just roll it on your abdomen. That is absolutely incredible. And I very much was a game has been a game changer for those days that I do the last thing that I do if I and I haven't had to do one of these since uh maybe since my last child who's she's now two since she was born when my period came back after giving birth to her I did some cast oil packs but I haven't had to do one in so long a cast oil pack increases circulation promotes detoxification it also helps break down the adhesions so the endometriosis adhesions it boosts your immune system and reduces pain and inflammation so what i do is i will mix like about a tablespoon of castor oil and then i will add essential oils to it because again i want the natural goodness and the side benefits of essential oil so i'll add things like clary sage, lavender, cypress, frankincense, copaiba, anything like that. I'll add a few drops of each and then I will rub it into my lower abdomen area and then cover it with like a warm washer, some kind of warm compress and then have that on for around 30 minutes and that is absolutely 
incredible. So that is a, you might need to rewind that and write it down a little bit. But, but that is something that I love to do as well. But I hope that this has been helpful in knowing a bit more about me and my experience with dealing with endometriosis and what I have done to naturally manage the symptoms of endo and basically now live endo free. I'm not, I don't feel trapped anymore. I don't feel like I can't make plans. I don't have to be scared about getting my period and what that's going to be like. And it is so, so, so good. So if you are listening to this and you have endo, I want you to know that it is possible. And you might have to do things a little bit differently to me because, you know, our bodies are all unique and what what worked for me might not quite work for you and what works for you might not work for me. But go on a journey of looking into how you can feel good again, how you can naturally reduce your endometriosis symptoms. Yours, not that they're yours. Oh, anyway, how you can reduce the symptoms because that's what we want. I don't want... And it breaks my heart when I get messages from people to tell me that they're experiencing the same. So I want to get messages from you to say that you are experiencing managing them naturally, feeling like you're living endo-free and not having to deal with these symptoms every single month. So make sure that you share this with your friends. If you have a friend who has endo, if you have a friend who has painful periods, or maybe they're going through the process of being diagnosed, whether or not they have it. So anyway, share this with them so they can be encouraged and be blessed. And you be blessed and I will be with you next episode of The Wholesome Mama Show. Well, that wraps up another episode and I pray that you were blessed by today's conversation and really got something out of it for you to take into your motherhood this week. If you did get something out of today's episode, please subscribe, leave a review so I know that you're loving the show. You can also come and chat on Instagram. The handle is at Wholesome Mama. And don't forget, we have a Facebook community too with mums just like you who are in the trenches of mothering littles. So come and join us over there as well. The link for everything is always in the show notes. Have a beautiful week, mum. Be blessed and I will be with you next week.